Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. everything. I mean, he, he tells us really clearly in the Bible that, that he has a plan. He knows exactly what he's going to do. He knows exactly how he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Nobody can stop him from doing it. So what's prayer all about? I mean, do I really need to ask him for something if he already knows what he intends to do and he intends to do it? Do I actually need to ask? And, and so we looked at this statement in the Bible from James. There are things that he will not do unless you ask. Why do we need to pray? As Pastor Robert will ask in today's message, if God has a will and it's going to happen, then what's the point of praying? Scripture does tell us we need to ask, and in some cases if we don't, we'll miss the work of God. It also has a lot to do with bringing our hearts to a place of desperate humility. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 15 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. She spoke up. She spoke up. She took the risk and spoke up about her faith. See, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about taking the risk to speak up about your faith. And the only reason Naaman even knew about the possibility of him being healed was this little slave girl who had been captured by the Syrians, led away out of Israel. I mean, imagine that. Why are you letting this happen to me? You have no idea what I'm going to do. God was, God was so glorified through this whole thing. For thousands of years now, people have been reading about this nameless, unknown little slave girl who spoke up about her faith, through whom God acted so that this influential Syrian general could be healed of leprosy. Number three, and now this takes us back to the question that I asked at the beginning. Why why do we even read about this this story of Jesus feeding 4,000 people? He just did it for 5,000 and he used less food. You know, I, I believe the reason Matthew and Mark both tell us about this second miraculous provision is to highlight the fact that even the men closest to Jesus struggled with unbelief. It's so encouraging to me to to, to read this, that 
Look, look at it again. Matthew 15, 32. Jesus called his disciples to himself. And he said, I have compassion on the multitude because they've now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry, lest they faint on the way. Then his disciples said to him, well, you just did this a couple of weeks ago. Remember? I mean, what do you need from me? You, you want us to, I mean, you want us to round up the bread and the fish? That's what I would have expected them to say at this point, but that's not what they said. They said, how in the world are we going to feed all these people? How, where are we going to get enough bread to feed all these people out here in the middle of nowhere? See, that, maybe it's just me, but that encourages me. These were the men who knew him best. These, these were the same men who traveled with him, who lived with him, who watched him do all these amazing things time after time. They had just been witnesses of him taking this one kid's sack lunch and feeding thousands and thousands and thousands of people, and yet they still didn't believe in him enough to expect him to do a miracle in this moment. That encourages me because I struggle with this. I'm just like you. I don't expect him to do a miracle. Sometimes I kind of hope he will, but I don't expect him to do a miracle. I say, how are we going to deal with this? What are we going to do? What am I going to do? James chapter 4, verse 3 tells us. Actually, it's verse 2. He says, you don't have because you don't ask. You know, we had this discussion on Thursday night, the young adults group. We were talking in, in, our, in our study and we're getting to the end of 1 John together. But, but we were talking about prayer. And somebody said, you know, God already knows everything. I mean, he, he tells us really clearly in the Bible that, that he has a plan. He knows exactly what he's going to do. He knows exactly how he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Nobody can stop him from doing it. So what's prayer all about? I mean, do I really need to ask him for something if he already knows what he intends to do and he intends to do it? Do I actually need to ask? And, and so we looked at this statement in the Bible from James. There are things that he will not do unless you ask. Oh yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff that no matter what you do, he's gonna do it. No matter what you ask, he's gonna do it. But apparently there's some things that he is not going to do unless and until you ask. You have not because you ask not. He wants us coming to him. Do you understand that he made us, he designed us to be completely dependent upon him. That's why Jesus said, if you don't come to him like a little child, you're not going to enter his kingdom. You have to come with that, with that awareness, and not only the awareness, but the willingness to be dependent on him. In other words, you got to be okay with that. Jesus said to us at one point, apart from me, you can do nothing. Are you okay with that? Are you good with that? That apart from him, you, you really are not going to accomplish anything of eternal significance and value. Are you okay with that? That you, that you need him, that you're dependent upon him. One of the things I realized some time ago that I need to do every day, I need to just cry out to him, God, please guide my prayers. I don't know. The Bible says I don't even know what to ask you for. So please guide my prayers. And he will. We need to come. We need to ask. And see, we need to fight against this normal human weakness. It's so normal that we don't want to do that. 
We love the illusion, especially, well, I started to say especially us men, but it's not true anymore. It's just a human thing because it's more and more and more common among you ladies. You know, that, and I think it's always been there. We don't want to need anybody, not even God. Self-made, self-sufficient, self-centered, and it's all about it's all about me. It's like I, I don't I don't want I don't want to need anybody. I don't want to need anybody's help. I don't want to need anybody's input. I don't want to need I don't want to give the appearance that I need anything or anybody because I can do this. And you know what? We chuckle at it in the five year olds, but we weep over it in the fifty year olds, right? Because we know it's a lie. We were designed and created not only to need each other, but to need him. And we, we deceive ourselves so easily, but, but if we just take a, take a step back and just, just take a breath, you know, take a second, take a breath, do you realize you can't take a breath unless he gives it to you? You can't even take the next breath apart from God. And the, the, the instant, the very instant that he decides your time is up, you won't get the next breath because you belong to him. He made you. The air that we breathe, it belongs to him. And it's out of the kindness and generosity and love of his heart that we exist. And it's not because he wants, you know, just this sense of power and control, you know. It, the Almighty doesn't have an ego problem, but he loves you. He, he, he loves you perfectly, and it's in your best interest to understand how it all really works, that we're dependent on him, because then he can, he can teach us, and he can give us fruit. He can give us productive, eat like lives that are pro productive, that, that produce fruit that'll last forever and ever and ever, and if we'll simply bow before him. He'll train us to be persistent with our prayers, to talk to Him about everything, and to take the risk with the people around us. We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for the powerful truth and the promises that lie within its pages. There's always something to learn from the Bible, and we hope you'll make it part of your daily routine. If you'd like to listen to more of Pastor Robert's teachings from the book of Matthew, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. You'll also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to The Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, David. We also want to invite you to join us for worship this weekend. 
come visit Calvary Miami Beach on Sunday for worship and Bible study, or join us online as we live stream. You'll be able to find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary Miami Beach under About at our website. Again, that's MainThingRadio.com. That's all we have time for today. Join Pastor Robert next time, right here on Main Thing Radio.